Hello and welcome to Beyond Digital, a B2B podcast brought to you by DMI. In this podcast, we move beyond the transactional B2B conversation and focus on B4B storytelling. We dive into the unique journeys of industry disruptors, innovators, and thought leaders that are driving transformation through a new model, one based on shared value, an ecosystem mindset, and the convergence of business and technology. We discuss all things digital evolution, from optimization to transformation and innovation. Join us as we retrace the footsteps of these leaders, hear about their successes and challenges as we move beyond digital together. Welcome to episode six of Beyond Digital presented by DMI. We're a global leader in digital strategy, design, transformation and support services. And I'm your host, Liv Crow. I'm the SVP of platforms here at DMI, where we help our clients reach their goals faster through the provision of best-in-class platform innovation and industry solutions. In this episode of Beyond Digital, we will discuss how machine learning operations can help organizations quickly and easily move artificial intelligence projects from theory into production, and why productizing AI requires a very different approach. We're joined in this episode of Beyond Digital by Amy Barger, Vice President of Digital Business Solutions from our very own DMI team, and Josh Elliott, COO and co-founder of Modsy a leading provider of an enterprise machine learning operations platform that accelerates and eases the deployment and scaling of production machine learning. We will discuss today how machine learning operations can help organizations and agencies quickly deploy and scale AI models. We'll talk about the benefits in industry, the challenges faced, and share some of the trends we're witnessing. Finally, as we wrap up today, we'll leave you, our much-valued listeners, with some top takeaway advice on how your organization can get started with machine learning and AI and accelerate your business goals. Thank you to our listeners for joining on this episode of Beyond Digital, wherever you are today. Let's get going. Amy, Josh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, really appreciate your time. I'd love to invite you to first share a little bit about your background with our audience. Perhaps you could give us a brief introduction first, Amy. Great. Thanks so much, Liv. Really great to be a part of this discussion today. Yeah, so a little bit about myself. Been in the IT industry for over 30 years now. I've worked for various systems integrators and service providers around the Beltway throughout my career, primarily in business development, capture, and proposal management capacities. I've been with DMI going on 10 years now. I'm responsible for leading many of our large multi-million dollar proposal efforts. I work primarily within the federal space, but I do also support our commercial and state and local customers as well. One of the great things about what I do is, you know, I get exposed to so many different opportunities across the company, all with that focus on digital transformation. And so as we're solutioning, I get to work directly with our subject matter experts across all of our specialty practices. And of course, AI and machine learning is just one of them. So it's pretty exciting working with these diverse groups. I get to be at the forefront of these disruptive technologies, continuously learning, and just working with such talented teams in aligning technology with business needs. And so in that process, I also get to work with many of our partners. In the past year, I was introduced to Modsy and have since then worked with Josh and his team on a number of new initiatives. 
but it's really given me a deeper understanding of MLOps and how it truly can benefit companies looking to easily deploy and scale production AI, which of course is our topic of discussion for today. So really excited to be here with you, Liv, and with Josh and hear more from him on any advice that we can give our clients exploring MLOps. Thank you so much, Amy. Really helpful to share that with our listeners. Josh, thanks for being here today. I know you've got some really exciting commentary to share. Perhaps you could kick us off with a bit of a bit about your background. Yeah, certainly. And and first, thank you both for inviting me today to talk about this topic. DMI has been a great partner in Amazi, and we look forward to all the things I will do together in the future. With that, I would just start off by saying, you know, I, I've always been a curious person, even as a child, quickly recognizing patterns and you know, somehow I turned that into a career where, you know, at the intersection of emerging technologies and business needs and have been fortunate to, throughout my career, lead very large teams solving problems using a variety of technologies, honestly. But more recently in the last decade or so, using analytics and data science in, in both private and public sector business areas. And in that experience and, and during those projects, you know, the teams and I, we started to see a lot of trends starting to form around Organizations making significant investments in data preparation, data science, and, and even the beginnings of artificial intelligence capabilities. But we also noticed that operationalizing those investments was, was becoming more and more difficult for most organizations, which at the end, you know, caused them to fail to launch or, or create the value that they hoped for through their investments. When you combine that with the high expectations, you know, many leaders were becoming disenfranchised with this amazing technology. And we really knew we could help. And that that was the motivation behind starting Modsy, making it super easy to deploy and run artificial intelligence and machine learning anywhere, whether that's in the enterprise or at the edge, so that those organizations could really create and capture the value from their investments. Thanks so much, Josh. I mean, I know it's fair to say in your two years since inception, you've had a had a great ride. I mean, Amy, we know at DMI, we deliver to clients not only best-in-class consultancy, service delivery, and platform innovation, but also best-in-class partnerships. What made Modsia a standout partner for us? Yeah, I mean, I'm just hearing what Josh is sharing right now for his vision and motivation behind Modsi, making sure that their customers succeed with their AI investments. DMI shares that vision. And hearing what they had to offer is exactly what sparked our interest in forming this partnership. Um, as you know, as a professional services organization, we bring top talent with expertise in both AI and machine learning, but being able to leverage industry tools and come to our clients with platforms like Modsy really helps augment what we offer and just bring that added value to the table. And in turn, we can help Modsy by providing advisory and implementation services for their customers. So this partnership really was a natural fit for us. Yeah, no, I can absolutely see that. So, I mean, thank you both so much for sharing that. And thank you again for being here. You know, Modsy, Josh, we we do really appreciate the partnership. Now, we know that AI isn't a new topic, but it is one that continues to advance rapidly, with Gartner recently citing that over 80% of executives think automation can be applied to any business decision, which is somewhat impactful when you pause to think on that. Of course, AI at scale requires a drastically different approach to, say, traditional software development, DevOps. This is where MLOps comes in, right, Josh? Yes. And many organizations, I think, are starting to expand their use of AI beyond experimentation and running just a few machine learning models. You know, we're starting to see some organizations and really some of the larger tech players 
you know, growing to hundreds, thousands, or even millions of models in production. And when you get to those levels, you really need to start thinking about a solution to manage the complexity that's introduced. And that's where machine learning ops comes in. So what is machine learning ops? I, I would describe it as a set of processes, practices, and tools that automate the deployment, management, running, and monitoring of all of your machine learning and AI in production at scale. You know, as I was reading a McKinsey report last year that stated one of the factors that distinguishes organizations that get the biggest boost from their AI investments are those that are using MLOps practices. So I think it's interesting and important to note that, you know, with an MLOps solution, you can absolutely enable faster deployments, better quality control through standards, and even increase your organization's ability to rapidly respond to changing business or mission needs. Exactly. Thanks, Josh. So in summary, MLOps is a set of processes, tools, and best practices that supports the effective, rapid, and responsible deployment of machine learning and AI production at scale. Just a quick recap there. Yeah, that's a great way to sum it up, Liv. That rapid deployment that both you and Josh mentioned is really key. When we look at these AI projects, one important metric that we measure is velocity. So that ability to quickly go from this new idea or experiment in theory to a trained model in production. We've noticed that this can take a pretty long time, several months, in fact. So by using the automated processes that MLOps offers, you can really fast track the deployment of these models into production and, of course, realize that business value much quicker. Thanks for that, Amy. So, Josh, what challenges are your customers facing? What are you seeing? You know, it's interesting, depending on the maturity of the organization, but almost every organization, I think, it wants to be an AI-enabled company. And that said, we're, we're seeing teams struggle with the complexity and lengthy development cycles that Amy talked about for building those AI-enabled solutions across a few areas. The first one is, is really around the talent gaps in the market. And we're seeing employees being asked to do things that are really outside of their expertise. For example, you know, we've got data scientists that are being asked to write production code that'll scale. Certainly not something that they're trained to do or likely want to do. And then similarly, you've got developers that are being expected to understand how to implement and maintain model performance over time. Again, not in their wheelhouse. So you also have complexities that come with operating and production environments, whether that's in the cloud, on-premise, or at the edge. And it's interesting, some of the some of the, the questions that we get, you know, most pressing questions that we get is from, from customers is where do I run my machine learning? So it, it's interesting that that's, that's a common question that we get, but things like rigid software architectures, sporadic or no network connectivity, and even infrastructure cost considerations that don't exist in a data scientist development development environment can, can really cause some pain in that, that deployment cycle. The other thing is processes are super time intensive because organizations are just building custom pipelines to support each individual use case or model. And that's just a, a huge waste of time, honestly. Then, then you have also think about governance risks and controls that organizations need to consider as they mature their organization's AI, AI pipelines. And as I mentioned earlier, expectations are high, but, but tolerance is also really low. So you need to be managing that accordingly. 
Yeah, I mean, something you said then, Josh, that really struck a chord is every organization wants to be an AI enabled company. You know, I think CIOs and custodians of enterprises generally are digging really deep to cultivate a data led foundation and employ intelligent automation because the results are so powerful. But as you say, there's a lot to consider here. Model performance over time, scale complexities and governance, which is a huge one for me personally. How does an organization, as they're seeking to become more intelligent at their core, ramp up to realize the benefits of AI, yet well manage the many risk factors? Great question, Liv. I think much of the focus today is on development at the expense of what happens next. And just like I talked about how organizations are beginning to put in place their AI pipelines, when you peel it back, there are both intrinsic and extrinsic risks at every turn, but but also opportunities to manage those risks. And four areas that I would highlight include one around use case selection or the application that you're going to actually enable with AI. There are a number of model impact assessment frameworks that exist to help guide organizations through this process. And key is, is understanding the scope of the stakeholders and the magnitude of impact to each of them if something were to go wrong with your, your machine learning algorithm. You know, considerations like, is there a human in the decision-making loop? What is the level of expert review required? One of my f- former colleagues used to say a lot, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I, I think that couldn't be truer when picking your applications. The second area I think organizations need to pay attention to is data-related risks, including both the quality and limitations of that data during model deployment. Is it representative? Has it been synthetically generated? Does it introduce bias at the outset? I think you need to make sure you put in place the testing steps that that inspect that data being used to train the machine learning models. Otherwise, you, you risk the cliche of garbage in, garbage out. And the third area that I would I would recommend that, that requires focus and management is related to the model's performance and production. There are definitely certainties in life. You've heard of death and taxes. I would add model performance drift being the third. You can certainly put in place mechanisms that alert you or the data scientists when a model might be experiencing concept or data drift. And to further increase trust and adoption of the AI solutions is to provide those capabilities that increase transparency into model predictions, the explainability of what happened. So you can really perform those post-event forensics because those events will occur and you will need to go back and audit what happened. And the last area I would I would highlight is that there are a lot of new rules and regulations starting to form around machine learning and artificial intelligence and making sure that your organization is aware of what those new rules and regulations are and how they may affect your industry is certainly going to help you mitigate compliance risk. Wow, Josh, really a lot to think about as you're preparing for these projects. And in terms of risk, I'd just like to add another one, and that is resistance to change. I think it's natural to anticipate that some of these AI initiatives may be met with some resistance. So it's important to make sure you have a holistic change management plan in place to help these organizations prepare and, of course, also increase adoption. DMI tailors our approaches based on our customers' needs, but it could be anything from user engagement and outreach, implementing communication and training programs, even something like just making sure you have identified an internal change champion, someone that can transform the culture and the way people think about the possibilities of AI. 
Yeah, thanks, Amy. I mean, that's very true. Change management is a is a great call out. We've got a super talented change management team here at DMI who really work hard to ensure that new intelligence processes uh, within businesses are successfully institutionalized. So great shout. I think also, Josh, um, you talked about a lot of new rules and regulations, and there are many governments, I observe, continuing to put out proposals for AI rule books. We know we've got the AI Bill of Rights in the US, the AI Act in Europe, and the Data Protection and Digital Information Bill in the UK, all ensuring trust in technology increases through the provision of protective legislation. AI safety has long been a concern, and it's good to see that the legislation is, is catching up. I read something the other day that Gartner expects that by 2026, organizations that operationalize AI transparency, trust and security will see their AI models achieve a 50% result improvement in terms of adoption, business goals and user acceptance. Josh, let's carry on this theme. I mean, how does MLOps fit in to address other risks to ensure AI driven projects succeed? Well, first, great statistic. And I love the the opportunity and the outcomes that are expected from it. But going back to the definition of, of MLOps that I shared before, the value of the approach is, is really in the standard, the repeatable processes and tools that help bring an efficient order to a currently fragmented process. For many organizations, the value in adopting an MLOps solution or approach is, is really accelerating those development cycles with a solution that handles all the plumbing required of these pipelines. And there's some really great tools in the market that can help speed this process for asking teams to build them themselves. You know, one of the things that we're seeing with, with some of our customers before introducing an MLOps solution, it was taking them on order of, you know, six to nine months to deploy just one model into production. And after implementing the standards and the processes associated with an MLOps solution, they're seeing that reduced down to hours. So that's a significant efficiency gain for those organizations. An MLOps platform is also going to ensure that your models will run and scale in a consistent way, and it'll provide an API-based tool that's going to make it super easy to connect with your existing CI/CD pipelines, your data storage solutions, your enterprise software, and more. I think it's important, especially with any introduction of new technology into an environment that you're not disrupting the existing tech stack or the workflows that exist, that'll certainly diminish your adoption of the new technology. I think you know, just to highlight a couple more areas where machine learning ops solutions can, can really benefit organizations is, is to that model lifecycle governance. Being able to track the lifecycle from the beginning to the end and to the new versions that are created when that performance does diminish and you need to retrain those models is very important. And understanding the, the pedigree of those models, the data used to train those models, and also the approval steps that go into putting those models into production, that, that's critically important. And, and machine learning ops solutions can provide that capability. The other things, you know, probably table stakes, but role-based access controls, not only just the security to access the solutions, but the security around who can access the models, how long those models are, are available and can live in production, if that's in the enterprise or out at an edge or a tactical lo location. Other things like model monitoring, including the explainability of the model results, along with the system auditing and logging, those are all important features that, that organizations should be looking for from an MLOps solution provider. Really great points, Josh, and benefits that we can share with our customers as we're reaching out to them as well. 
Uh, which leads me to a follow-up question, Josh. What advice would you give to CEOs, CIOs, or other stakeholders that are just getting started on their AI journey? I love this question. I think organizations really have an opportunity right now to rethink how they adopt artificial intelligence across their enterprise. And what I mean by that is that organizations should be looking for solutions that support composable business and technical architectures, solutions that easily integrate into existing workflows and tech stacks without causing those major disruptions or creating that additional friction. I also think that organizations, you know, MLOps solutions aren't just for extremely mature organizations and they will accelerate the value creation through faster model deployment. Like I said earlier, the better quality control through standards and APIs and the ability to quickly respond to those changing business needs. Some successful proofs of concepts in artificial intelligence can also lead organizations towards, you know, an AI center of excellence type of operating model. And as you operationalize those those technologies, your organization can really develop its talent and its best practices and then move out into the business once the critical mass exists. And that's going to accelerate both the, the introduction and adoption of artificial intelligence, but also the value creation. Yeah, thanks, Josh. I mean, MLOps not just being for extremely mature organizations is, is very true. I remember seeing IDC predict that by 2024, it's expected that 60% of all enterprises will have operationalized their ML workflows through MLOps capabilities, which is significant and quite the rise to fame for something you know relatively new. Let's pivot, talk about use cases. Josh, can you perhaps provide some examples where you've introduced MLOps? Certainly, love to. I'll give you two quick examples, Liv, and I'm sure Amy has plenty more. But in terms of where we've seen the most success is, you know, Mozzie's platform and edge computing features are really enabling a major industrial vehicle manufacturer that we're working with. And they're focused on managing, deploying, running, and monitoring models at scale, not only in the enterprise, but on their factory floor and across their supply chain. You know, it's interesting. They initially started to focus on manufacturing floor safety and quickly realized that once they were able to implement the machine learning ops capability, they were able to expand into other use cases such as inventory status and being able to predict delays across their entire supply chain, whether that was due to part identification or mismatch or geopolitical events that that could cause significant impact on the production of their raw materials. And you know, with the new insights that they're gaining from being able to deploy machine learning enabled applications, it's certainly helping the manufacturer supply chain team proactively mitigate those potential delays, as well as optimize their inventories and, and better manage the risks. Quickly, a second use case, you know, we're working also with a major US telecom provider right now around edge computing features. And they're focused on deploying their 5G networks across the, the country. And we're starting to see machine learning ops create opportunities for them to expand their business solutions for their customers. Being able to deploy models to the 5G networks reduces the distance between their business customers and the, the actual processing that needs to take place. So they're seeing opportunities to work with their partners as well to deploy not only cybersecurity solutions, but things like fleet management, asset tracking, taking advantage of new IoT sensors and, and a lot more use cases there. And not only are they excited about the high speed, low latency inferencing that's taking place, 
you know, across their 5G networks. But this convergence also means that they're expanding their business and, and also creating top line revenue growth for their business. Great examples, Josh. And interesting to hear what you're doing for a vehicle manufacturer. We've also seen some interest with many of our automotive clients. We have several automotive clients where we have many AI and IoT projects in production. One in particular, a large North American OEM, they have many machine learning models for their connected cars. And their data scientists are spending much of their time working on deployment tasks and then trying to maintain these models in production. So they're looking for ways to use MLOps to automate some of these tasks and really free up their data scientists to work on more valuable work, which actually ties back to one of the challenges you mentioned earlier, Josh, about talent gaps and employees having to do things that they just might not have the skills for. Yeah, thanks for sharing that both. Also, I mean, I'll throw in one of my own. MLOps is something that we already practice internally at DMI, so it's not just with our clients. For our own intelligent edge AI platform, Acuity, and DMI's intelligent workflow platform, the MLOps processes employed have been used to kind of streamline and automate the gathering, management, pre-processing of data, as well as testing, monitoring, and retraining of our models. Let's Pivot again. Let's talk opportunities that we're seeing. Amy, perhaps you could pick this up. What are you seeing in the federal space calling out for ML ops need? And indeed, are clients and customers specifically calling out for ML ops itself? In the federal space, we're, we're really just starting to explore those opportunities as the government is further maturing and scaling AI. We're looking across all of our existing contracts to see where MLOps may have applicability and really bring value. The great thing for us is that we can bring our commercial experience and best practices to the table for our federal customers. We're starting to see some potential in our federal health IT business. Just as an example, one of our health and human services customers, uh, we've deployed an automated conversational assistant, those bots, right, that I'm sure everyone's familiar with when you're looking for customer support. And the challenge being faced there is that once these models are deployed, they have no way to track and, and tell how well they're working in production. So using an MLOps platform that has these monitoring capabilities built in, it would allow them to identify any performance issues and optimize those models accordingly, and in the long run, improve the quality of their predictions. Yeah, I mean, knowing that they have that unknown is clear reason to seek assistance for sure. I mean, no one wants a, a black hole in any area of their organization. It's exactly the sort of assistance that DMI is so well-placed to support, especially with a partner such as Modsy. Yeah, Liz, I agree. So that's probably all we've got time for today, folks. I really hope this has been a beneficial listen. I know I've certainly really enjoyed listening to Amy and Josh. And before we lose our listeners, perhaps I'll do a quick recap on some key takeaways as I noted them. So takeaway number one, ML Ops is not just for the extremely mature organization, something Josh said, which I loved. It's for those seeking to employ processes, practices, and tools to support the governance, management, and performance of AI production at scale. Takeaway two, it's okay if your organization is still experimenting. You're not alone. Just know that it's never too late to introduce tools that enable faster deployments, help mitigate for risk, and ensure that your AI investments are successful. Takeaway three, know the rules and legislation. It's really important. It's there to protect and ensure that we all contribute to our societal responsibilities. Understand the need for explainability of model results. Monitor, identify, and remove bias from your AI development processes. And implement governance and controls to ensure you can conform to ethical standards for AI. Takeaway four, 
A successful proof of concept, as we all know, can lead your organization towards an AI center of excellence operating model. It doesn't have to be costly to play around with a POC, and it's a great way to get going. And takeaway five, my final one, know your experts. It stands to reason we're going to recommend a superb partner such as ourselves at DMI and Modsy to help you productize your ML efforts. But that's because we've been supporting clients to institutionalize transformational change in the digital and technical environments for over 20 years. Ultimately, we want our clients to be set up for the very best of success. So again, huge thanks to Josh from Modsy and Amy from our very own digital business solution team. And of course, listeners, thank you so much for being here. Any final words, Josh, Amy? Thank you so much, Liv. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate it. Thank you both. Great chatting. Until next time, folks, on Beyond Digital. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Digital by DMI. If you like what you heard, please share it with your colleagues on social media and subscribe to Beyond Digital on your favorite platform. To hear more stories around intelligent digital transformation, visit us at www.dminc.com, where you can also view show notes from this and previous episodes. Until next time, this is your host, Liv Crow, wishing you all the very best.